knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Odyssey brings us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly with you. Native New Yorker. Wow, well, this was such an amazing hit, you know, way back when, when some of you were wearing platform shoes, bell bottoms. Yeah. Anyway, time, ladies and gentlemen, to bring on a person that has done more for the cause than most people will ever know. And we're so pleased to have him on the show, Tom Fitton. He heads an amazing organization, Judicial Watch. And Tom, welcome to the program. How are you? Tom, are you there? Well. Here I am. I hit the boot button. Okay, we got it. Tom, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Oh, you're welcome. Now, now, native New Yorker, is that something you can click on the census form? Is that a demographic that you'll have to check? <laughs> Not yet, but perhaps <laughs> one day next to the X, you'll be able to do that. <laughs> there you go. Tom, your organization has just been doing amazing work, and you've had some amazing victories over the past two weeks. One of them might seem minor to people, but it's not minor. You, through the Freedom of Information Act, obtained 400 pages of new records, including reports detailing multiple attacks to United States Secret Service members by President Joe Biden's dog. And some of these attacks were serious. There were serious injuries that were covered up by this administration. Now, dog bites man, really big story. I just urge everyone in this audience to try to imagine what the media would have done if President Donald Trump had a dog that on multiple occasions was attacking and injuring Secret Service personnel and then... His White House covered it up. What do you say about all of this? And why did you go after this, these particular documents? Well, we knew something was up. Uh, you know, we know that when the government starts talking about things and the White House starts talking about things, there's usually more than meets the eye. You know, frankly, that's true from administration to administration. And, uh, you know, we know the Secret Service generally is dysfunctional, so we, we suspected there was something up. And sure enough, there was uh, evidence initially that uh, despite Ken Psaki's uh, comments to the contrary or suggesting otherwise, the dog had bitten, I think, eight people or had involved in eight attacks over eight days. And she suggested there was like one incident where the dog was startled and she bit or he bit. And that wasn't the case. This dog was a dangerous dog. He would charge agents. 
And, uh, you know, anyone who's been bitten by a dog or witnessed a dog attack, you know how traumatic and dangerous that situation is. And these are Secret Service agents charged with protecting the president of the United States and, the, and, his, and, and uh, Jill Biden and other staff members and people around the White House. And they shouldn't have to worry about being attacked by the protectee's dog. It's, it's dangerous. And, of course, what happened is the Secret Service tamps down on any complaints. One agent had a had his uh, had his uh, jacket torn. And when you look at the emails back and forth about him trying to get compensated for it, you'd think it's like some sort of alternative universe where he needs to file the right form. He's giving too much information that they were embarrassed about. And finally, he says, you know what? I give up. The taxpayer shouldn't pay this. The owners of the dog should pay it. Wow. You had something, another story that I think has deeper implications than many people know, and that is a victory last week in California Superior Court. If, for those who don't know it, one of the amazing things that the uh, veto-proof administration of Gavin Newsom signed into law was an LGBT quota, a racial quota, an ethnic quota for corporate boards of directors. Now, on its face, that would say, how in the world can a government tell us how many people of, of, of a certain sexual persuasion we have to have one? How many, how many people of a racial group? we have? No, they did it. And if it were not for you, they might have gotten away with it. Talk to us about this case and the implications. Yeah, I mean, you're right, James. I mean, you're highlighting the craziness of us having to go to court to argue that it's wrong for uh... – a state government to require businesses to engage in racial discrimination. Because whenever you say quota, what you're saying is that for that slot, for those corporate board slots at issue, it means some people can't apply or be considered based on their race or ethnicity or LGBT status. They also have a rule related to gender. So uh, we sued on the gender rule. That's still under consideration, uh, whether that goes up or down. Uh, but in the meantime, this other court ruled uh, summarily and said this is unconstitutional. You're treating people as members of a group, and you're ignoring their individual rights under the California Constitution. And it's a big deal because if if the court had agreed with California or if a, a higher court agrees with California, it's going to be uh, Katie by the bar the door for other left-wing states who want to blow up our anti-discrimination laws, blow up the Constitution that protects us and gives us the right to be protected equally under the law in favor of this uh, critical race theory, critical theory regime that divides us all by ethnic groups, and we get benefits from the government, and we get hired or fired based on our race and membership and demographics as opposed to our rights as a God-fearing citizen individually of the United States of America. And so the court ruled in your favor last week. What has been the reaction since the ruling came down? Well, you know, the left realizes they got caught because when they passed this law and signed it into law, everyone admitted that this is unlikely to survive court scrutiny. So the next step is what we've I'm sure you've probably covered already is that they're getting Wall Street investors, uh, big Wall Street investors to try to mandate corporations make decisions for hiring for corporate corporate boards and other positions uh, based on uh, this race and other discriminatory factors. And so that would be illegal, too, for different reasons. No one can you – know, you can't hire and fire people based on race 
or sex. But that's not what the left cares about. And they want to blow that up, as I say, because it, it, they want to advance their Marxist agenda of undermining individual liberty and freedom and rights. Finally, in the time we have left, I want to point out something to our audience. You know, I hear a lot from Republicans and from conservatives who always bemoan how well organized the left is. I'm one of those people myself, always talking about how how well organized the left is. They have so many redundant organizations. Every time something happens that leftists don't like, you can find an organization that sticks its head up and they're well funded and they're either in court or in the streets. On the Republican side, there are a scant few. We have a few organizations that stand up for the legal rights of Americans, the constitutional rights of Americans, and Judicial Watch is the most prominent among them. But what you're doing isn't free. What you're doing costs a lot of money. And I'm not begging for funds, but I'm saying for people, if you have a true interest in making sure that we advance not just a leftist agenda in this country, there are organizations like Judicial Watch that need your support. So, Tom, where can people find you and where can they support Judicial Watch? Well, we're all over the Internet. Um, and maybe we'll still be on Twitter if Elon Musk has his way. Uh, but we're at <laughs> judicialwatch.org, judicialwatch.org, and I appreciate that good word. I mean, look, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the irony is we're doing some of the most significant civil rights work right now in the country. Right. You know, it's the civil rights of of tens of millions of Americans that are being under assault in ways that uh, no one no one considered even five years ago. Uh, these are dangerous times for our Constitution and our republic, and we're happy to stand fast with the rule of law. And it shows you even in California you can win. We can't abandon parts of the country to the crazed, out, uh, lawless left. We can't. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for your time again, judicialwatch.org. Tom, we hope to hear from you again in the near future as the victories keep mounting. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Happy Easter. Thank you. Happy Easter to you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdy, we're coming back. We have calls. We have more news. Don't go away. <laughs> 